Georgia's DBHDD has an urgent health warning. One of every 10 counterfeit pills contain fentanyl, a powerful and very deadly drug. Pills from friends or dealers are unsafe, and one pill can cause an overdose. More info at opioidresponse.info. Welcome to the Georgia Today podcast from GPB News. Today is Monday, October 16th. I'm Peter Biello. On today's episode, jury selection begins soon for the first defendants in the 2020 election interference trial. A lawsuit challenges the controversial decision to rezone a historic Gullah Geechee settlement on Georgia's Sapelo Island. And slutty vegan restaurant founder Pinky Cole talks with me about veganism, employee lawsuits, and her new book. These stories and more are coming up on this edition of Georgia Today. Jury selection is slated to begin later this week for the first trial in the 2020 election interference racketeering case. GPB's Stephen Fowler has an update. Hundreds of Fulton County residents summoned for jury service will fill out a questionnaire on Friday ahead of the trial slated for lawyers Kenneth Chesbro and Sidney Powell, who played roles in the failed effort to overturn Georgia's 2020 election results. In a Monday hearing, Judge Scott McAfee ironed out the language to be used for the questions, including rejecting some proposals from the defense attorneys. I get completely what you're talking about when you say this is how we figure out what these jurors actually think. But ultimately, what I'm applying is is decades of case law on this point that says we're not supposed to be asking jurors to give their opinion up front. After the questionnaires are complete, smaller groups of people will be interviewed next week by attorneys from both sides in hopes of selecting a jury as quickly as possible. For GPB News, I'm Stephen Fowler. Law enforcement officers in Bibb County are searching for four men who escaped from the Bibb County Jail early this morning. One is an accused murderer. According to the Bibb County Sheriff's Office, the men slipped through a broken window and a cut in a perimeter fence before fleeing in a car which had apparently been waiting for them. When the public was notified about eight hours later, all schools in Bibb County were placed on lockdown, though school officials said they saw no real danger to students. Mugshots of the four escapees have been posted throughout the state to help aid in their capture. Early voting begins today in many Georgia communities holding municipal elections on November 7th. In Atlanta, voters will choose five of their school board's 10 members. The board's terms are staggered, with the other five members safely in office for two more years. In Savannah, voters will decide whether to re-elect their mayor or choose a challenger. All but one of the Savannah City Council's eight other members also face opposition. In Augusta, voters will decide whether to enact a half-cent sales tax to pay for a new arena. Other cities holding municipal elections include Brookhaven, Dahlonega, and Valdosta. With no federal or statewide races on the odd-year ballot, turnout is typically light, so important races get decided by fewer voters. A controversial decision to rezone a historic Gullah Geechee settlement in coastal Georgia is being challenged in state court. As GPB's Benjamin Payne reports, a group of black residents filed a lawsuit against McIntosh County commissioners for allowing larger homes to be built on Sapelo Island. The nine plaintiffs say the rezoning of Sapelo's Hog Hummock neighborhood will raise property taxes, effectively pricing them out of their ancestral land, where their enslaved West African ancestors were forced to work. The complaint alleges the rezoning violates the U.S. Constitution because it racially discriminates against Gullah Geechee people. Represented by the Southern Poverty Law Center, the plaintiffs also say they were denied due process because McIntosh County failed to provide adequate opportunities for public comment. For example, there were no public hearings after a draft version of the rezoning proposal was rewritten. 
The plaintiffs are asking the McIntosh County Superior Court to block the rezoning and to extend a property tax freeze to help Hog Hummock residents afford to live there. McIntosh County Attorney Adam Popple did not respond to GPB's request for comment. For GPB News, I'm Benjamin Payne. A South Carolina man previously convicted of smuggling protected turtles between the United States and Hong Kong faces new allegations of turtle-related crimes in Georgia. Bibb County Sheriff's deputies last week arrested 43-year-old Stephen Varon Baker of Holly Hill, South Carolina, and charged him with 15 counts of aggravated cruelty to animals. Deputies say they found 15 turtles in poor health at Baker's mother's house. Officials described Baker as the ringleader of a 2016 scheme to mail protected turtles back and forth between the United States and Hong Kong without permits. The average salary of a first-year public school teacher in Georgia is up $2,400 to a little more than $44,000 this school year. That's according to a Georgia Budget and Policy Institute survey of Georgia school districts released last week. State lawmakers this year approved a budget with a $2,000 raise for teachers. State funding, however, accounts for less than half of local school finances. The survey found district officials appreciated the support but called for more, especially for employee health care and student transportation. Georgia is one of 30 states flagged by the Federal Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services last month for improper handling of automatic renewals. GPB's Sophie Gratis reports the state continues to reevaluate eligibility under Medicaid and the Children's Health Insurance Program. During Medicaid unwinding, automatic renewals are supposed to make it easier for eligible people to keep their Medicaid. But by mid-September, an error in this process removed Medicaid coverage from almost 18,000 adults and kids in Georgia, according to the Department of Community Health. They've since had that coverage reinstated, yet almost three times as many people have lost coverage in the state because of procedural reasons, rather than changes in eligibility. Often, families don't know that's happened, says Brittany Newton, senior policy analyst with Voices for Georgia's Children. Sometimes they'll go to, you know, refill a prescription or go to the doctor, and then that's when they found out that they no longer have coverage. If still eligible, they have 90 days to reach out to the state. For GPB News, I'm Sophie Gratis. The Savannah Film Commission has named a new director. The Savannah Economic Development Authority says Walker Dalton will lead the regional film agency beginning next month. Dalton most recently led film content creation for the Savannah College of Art and Design and, for a decade before that, was a producer for comedian Jay Leno. He'll replace the agency's former director, Aaron Frazier, who died unexpectedly in March after being named director last December. Pinky Cole is best known as the owner and founder of Slutty Vegan, a chain of vegan restaurants whose menu items feature mock shrimp, vegan cheesesteaks, and fries covered in a special blend of spices known as slut dust. In her new book, the entrepreneur is sharing the lessons she has learned that helped her build a multi-million dollar empire. It's called I Hope You Fail, and she's in the studio with me now. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Excited to have you here. You did not set out in life wanting to be a restaurant owner, correct? At all. (laughs) I actually didn't know what I wanted to be, um, but I just knew that I wanted to be great in the world. And the vessel that happened to come through it was by way of hospitality. So here we are. Hospitality, yeah. So I imagine something as complicated as a restaurant, you're going to make mistakes, right? Um, And so this whole book is about failure. So tell us a little bit about some of the the failures that that you, I I guess, took in stride. I don't know. You tell me. How how (laughs) How much time do we have for this interview? (laughs) Um, I've been through a lot. Uh, My father did 22 years in prison. Um, I had a restaurant that caught on fire. Uh, It was a grease fire. My car got repoed. 
bad relationships, got kicked out of my apartment, wages got garnished. I lost everything at one point in my life, but then I also gained everything at another point in my life. I've created a multi-million dollar business, became a wife, became a mother, even when doctors told me that I wouldn't be able to be a mom. Um, So this book is really showing what can happen when you re-engineer what failure looks like. You know, society tells you that failure is always bad, but I truly believe that failure is a stepping stone and foundation to be able to get the things that you really want and find out the lesson in the process. And that's why I created this book. Mm -hmm. So tell me about an early failure, something that you learned from and turned into a win later. Um, So... (laughs) Losing all of my money. When, when I lost my restaurant, uh, my wages got garnished. And I had no idea that, you know, you had to get an accountant to close your sales and use tax account and all that stuff. I didn't know that. So I moved on with my life and I wake up and my account is depleted. There's zero dollars in my account. Mm. This is the fire at your restaurant, the first one in New York. Yeah, but yeah. this was after the fire. So oh, after, after I fire. recovered, I'm like getting back. I'm thinking I'm doing well. I'm fixing my credit. And then I wake up one day and my money is gone. But I needed that to happen because guess what that taught me? It taught me that I needed to make sure that I had an accountant that was privy to the knowledge that I needed so that this wouldn't happen again, so that I would pay my bills on time to make sure that I closed out and finished business, especially when a business doesn't work out. So when I created Slutty Vegan, I made sure that I had the proper accountant. I made sure that the bookkeeping was done properly. And last but not least, I made sure that my sales and use tax was always paid so that I would never have to deal with that situation again. But it took for that failure to happen for me to gain the experience to know the difference. And what's the mindset that that requires as opposed to saying, well, I'm just not good enough to, to do something like this to start a business. What, what mindset would you say is required in a situation like that? You got to have a pivoting mindset. You got to have a mindset to know that like troubling times don't last always. You know, when bad things happen for us, it really is happening for a reason. Right. And it's not bad at all. So anytime I'm faced with a challenge, an obstacle, I'm like, OK, why is this happening for me? It's happening for me to make me better, to make me stronger, to make me more relentless, to build my character. And then I become an expert and I can use my testimony to share with other people to help them build and be better. Where do you think that comes from for you? Were you born with that? Um not having a father in the household and watching my mother be an entrepreneur and work for somebody else all of my life um, and learning how to be independent at an early age. So it's like fight or flight, like either you're going to sink or swim. And early on, I really got those tools and it carried me throughout my whole life. And did I always get it right? Absolutely not. So through those failures, there were some times where like I missed the mark, which is why I'm still a work in progress. But what I do understand is, is I've been through enough to know that you will get past this. There is light at the end of the tunnel. And as long as I have that mindset to re-engineer those bad things, I'm going to be all right. Mm -hmm. So how do you define success for readers of your book, I Hope You Fail? Um, Is it strictly a a business book or is there success in other terms here? Um, So this is not just a book about business, right? So I want to be very clear. This is not just for the entrepreneur. This is the person working the nine to five. Mm -hmm. This is the person trying to figure out how to get out the rat race. This is the for the person trying to get out of a bad relationship. This book is universally sound for anybody who has ever experienced what society tells you a failure is. Mm. So some of the topics in the book, I hope he cheats on you. 
Oof. <laughs> I, I hope the people that love you don't believe in you. I hope you go flat broke. I hope your business burns down. Right. I'm sure that there's so many people that can relate to at least one of those things. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, and, and what it does is it really shows you that like life happens. It's inevitable. But it's how you show up to when life happens is what makes the difference. Mm-hmm. Do, do the extremes need to be the lesson? Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Some, sometimes they do. Right. And, and and maybe it's not always so extreme. Right. Like a failure could be something so small. And, and it depends on who's defining failure. Mm-hmm. Right. We're just using failure as, as a, a catchphrase. Mm-hmm. Right. But failure is not failure at all. It's finding the aspiration and the losses. So no matter how big or small, you can really identify that I can navigate through this. And it doesn't feel good today, but it's going to feel better later. Mm-hmm. There are particular challenges for opening any business, no matter who you are. Are there particular challenges for opening a business as a black woman? If I was a blue woman, I would still have challenges, right? No matter matter the color of my skin. The challenge for me is scaling culture, right? Scaling culture. Scaling culture. Um, And what that means is when you go to a a slutty vegan, there's a certain energy that you get when you walk through the door. So we're going to scream at you. We're going to call you a slut. The music is booming through the speakers and it's just an infectious environment. So my challenge now is having to duplicate that in Texas and in Dallas and Birmingham and making sure that experience is the same. Because at the end of the day, people aren't just buying the product. They're tapping into the experience. And as a result of the experience, they purchase the product. So that's kind of my biggest challenge right now. You know, everybody wants to scale a business, but when it's really time to scale a business, there's a lot of headache that comes with it. Would I have it any other way? Absolutely not. But it's definitely not easy, but I'm always up for a challenge. Mm -hmm. So uh, I got to ask you about the previous cookbook, that you put out. I'm not sure I can say the name on the radio. Can Maybe you? I can. Uh, uh, eat, plant, eat plants, bitch. <laughs> yes. we'll, we'll, we'll edit it out if we, if we have to uh, per FCC regulations. But uh, I've tried a few of the recipes. Big fan of the chickpea sunrise. Yes. Big fan of the uh, king oyster mushroom scallops, Ooh. which are not scallops. Yes. Um, is this sort of part of a series or is this going to be a one-off? Um, you know, a lot of people ask me that. They, they want me to create another cookbook. Um, maybe it might be like eat plants again, bitch or something. I don't know. (laughs) Um, but you know, it was really fun making that cookbook because I wanted people, meat eaters, especially to understand that you can eat vegan and you don't have to be vegan, right? There's this misconception that if you're not vegan, then you're going to hell. And like, you're, you know, like I I don't place judgment on people. My husband is not vegan Mm -hmm. and we get to coexist together, even though we have different dietary lifestyles. So I wanted people to just feel good about eating good food, whether it was vegan or not so who knows mm-hmm. maybe who does the cooking at home are you exhausted by the time you get home and no more cooking for you or sometimes my husband can cook better than me but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> really okay he can but you know i do all the other things really well so balance <laughs> all right all, all things in balance so uh i have to ask you about the lawsuits because uh one was recently settled in new york uh $10,000 paid to people who were claiming that they were not paid their bonuses. Mm-hmm. Uh, lawsuit still pending uh, from owners, uh, employees of Bar Vegan, your bar at Pont City Market. Mm-hmm. Um, discovery still going on with that. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about what happened at Bar Vegan? Um, so I can't talk too much about that, obviously, because there's some legalities behind it. But what I will say is that Pinky Cole and Slutty Vegan and Bar Vegan, we only operate with the highest level of integrity. And that starts from the top down. Do some certain things slip through the cracks in any business? Maybe sometimes, um, but we're innocent until proven guilty. 
in all things. Um, and we move forward with best practices in everything that we do. Mm-hmm. And I make that my business because at the end of the day, my name means more to me than anything in the world. Um, and, you know, that that's what happens in business. There's going to be as you listen, as you become a disruptor, there will be disruption, whether guilty or not. And I've learned to embrace that level of disruption on the road to success. And I'm sure that there will be more to come. Like name me one business that hasn't gone through a legal battle. I'll wait. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yes. Um, it, it's just that we're a high profile business. So it's a sexy story to talk about. Um, but the more they're talking, the more that we're growing and getting better. Mm-hmm. We, we just want to bid in the airport. So we only continue to rise to the top and continue to be a first class business. I do want to ask you about the Hartsfield Jackson location. I'm sure travelers are interested in that. But uh, to, to ask about we're talking about failures, right? And lessons learned from failures. Um, not saying that this is a failure or not, but I'm curious about what your knowledge is of, of tipping policies at places like Bar Vegan. Do you, do you know what the policy is? And is there 25% going to the house? In so, so I won't speak on that because I haven't speak publicly on it. Um, per my attorneys, I did that once before. Um, mm-hmm. And that wasn't the best thing to do because obviously I'm an emotional CEO. Um, but what I will say is this. Best practices is how we operate. Right. When it's all said and done, we'll see really what happened and we'll be OK. So uh, tips all going to the servers at Bar Vegan now or Bar Vegan. They are getting their money. They are getting their tips. OK. Yeah. Not talking about the, the previous people, just currently. If currently, people, people are getting their money. People are getting their tips. There is not one employee that could ever say it's Slutty Vegan or Bar Vegan that they've never gotten paid. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I wanted to finish by asking about the Hartsfield Jackson location because mm-hmm. people are interested in that. Um as far as I know, uh, no sense on when it's opening. When is it opening? Do you know? Um, so we got to go through the construction phase. You know, airports take a long time, um, but hopefully next year. And I'm excited about that because when you think about businesses that were born and bred in Atlanta, this is an Atlanta love story, right? So we must be doing something right. So mm-hmm. you could hear the negative, but there's also so much positive that comes with that. And I'm excited that we can continue to grow despite the noise, despite the negativity, um, and continue to be a multi-million dollar brand. This mm-hmm. brand is valued at $100 million for a reason, right? So obviously we're doing something right. And I'm excited about the growth and the potential that Slutty Vegan and Bar Vegan has. Um, and I feel good about it. I'm in a really good place. Pinky Cole is the owner of Slutty Vegan and the author of the new book, I Hope You Fail. Uh, She's currently touring for it. She'll be appearing in Atlanta today with a stop planned tomorrow in Savannah and later this week in uh, Alabama twice. You can find more information about her stops at gpb.org slash news. Pinky Cole, thanks again. Thank you. In sports, Falcons defensive end Calais Campbell provided a bright spot in an otherwise forgettable day for the Falcons. The 16-year veteran reached a long-awaited milestone by getting his 100th career sack during Atlanta's 24-16 loss to the Washington Commanders. The 37-year-old Campbell is in his first season with Atlanta. And the Georgia Bulldogs beat Vanderbilt 37-20 on Saturday. Carson Beck threw for 261 yards and a touchdown and ran for a score. The Bulldogs have now won 34 straight regular season games. And that's it for this edition of Georgia Today. If you want to learn more about any of these stories, visit our website, gpb.org slash news. If you haven't yet hit subscribe on this podcast, take a moment and do it now. We'll be back with you in your podcast feed tomorrow afternoon. And if you've got feedback or a story idea, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email. The address is georgiatoday at gpb.org. I'm Peter Biello. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.